This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Age of Radio. Pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. Ah. And the Inked Marketing Solutions crowdfunded Kickstarter comic for this year episode is Amerikaiju. Amerikaiju, I, I, I urge you to head on over to Kickstarter right now and back Amerikaiju. Um, it is, the time is dwindling, people. Time is dwindling. You do not want to miss out on this book. I back this book. Uh, I don't see why you wouldn't. I'm looking at the previews right now, and it looks fan-freaking-tastic. And it's, 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 <laughs> it's three stories. It's three issues. It's, I don't, I don't know what, I mean, there's, there's so much value in this, this Kickstarter. It's absolutely ridiculous. The art, incredible. Oh, man, what is it about? What's it about, you ask? <laughs> well, it's about a five-year-old training to become the best monster hunter ever. You know, we're fighting Chupacabras, we're fighting Momo, we're got it all, man. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm looking at this preview art here, and this five-year-old, this five-year-old looks like he's going to be whooping a whole lot of butt throughout a whole lot of pages here. So back this book now. Seriously, time is dwindling down. Make this book happen, people. Head on over to Kickstarter. Amera Kaiju. It's like Kaiju with America in front of it. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. And it's proudly brought to me to bring to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. Ah. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast, the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because The Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. Hmm. And do not forget to follow the apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is the apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, the apocalypse is sure to have something for you. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is a Creator Corner bonus episode. Episode number 308. So, as it turns out, um, throughout the uh, span of this podcast, I I have somehow, some way, 
grown some sort of a listenership. <laughs> At the very least, I've gotten the attention of uh, some creators out there, so I get an abundance of inquiries uh, for people to come on the show now. And a lot of it is, you know, I, <laughs> um, by by referral and you know the from from former guests and everything and i i i i try to create um the, the this the schedule that is almost uh, impossible to keep up with so with that being said you know I, with all of the the kickstarter promotions that i'm happy to uh, advocate for and um all of the the amazing creators that reach out Every once in a while, I'm just going to be throwing you um, a, a curveball. Just a random Creator Corner episode. Or just a bonus episode. Who knows? I may even bring back fucking trade negotiations. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I just, there, there's so much content. And I don't want to limit myself based off of a two-episode-a-week schedule. So, with that being said, I did an interview with an amazing creator, uh, Stephen Prince referred to me by the great Ryland Grant, the most interesting man on the planet. Stephen Prince currently, right now as we speak, uh, has a Kickstarter up, Monster Matador. We go all into this, man. I genuinely love this story. It, it is, oh, it is so good. And I, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, got, I got a preview of it, and good lord. Good lord. So with that being said, um, the, this, I, I've had a hard time figuring out, oh, when do I get up Stephen Prince's episode by the time the, uh, the Kickstarter goes up, so it dawned on me, bam, bonus episodes. So, uh, this, this is what's gonna happen. Now, I urge you, do not wait for, you know, last second to hop in on this Kickstarter. You're gonna want in on this. It is a hell of a read. I, I, I can't hype it enough. I'm going to leave it up to Stephen Prince and his words from here on out to hype it up. So without further ado, I bring to you uh, an amazing creator that you will no doubt have in your mouths um, consistently here in the very near future. Um, <laughs> that sounded funny. <laughs> without any further ado, I bring to you the incredible Stephen Prince. All right, Stephen Prince, how are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? I am excellent, and as I say every time, even better now. This is uh, <laughs> th this is awesome. I've I've heard your your name way back in the very beginning of this podcast. I've been uh, a follower of Man's, Mo uh, Monster Matador from the beginning when I had Rylan Grant on. Um, I asked him, you know, hey man, give me the first recommendation that comes to your head, and this was it. This yeah, was Ry it. Uh, Ryland is uh, is my biggest cheerleader, and probably uh, one of the main reasons the book actually exists. Well, a, it, it it really goes to show how important community is in this industry. You know, because yeah. I mean, it's he he he's a badass. He's probably one of the reasons this podcast continues to exist. As a matter of fact, uh. 12 minutes ago, I just booked him for his fourth appearance. I was going to so. say, he's, he's keeping you in business. Yeah, yeah, man. Between him and David Pepos. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is, this is all a wonderful community. I'm happy to finally be talking to you. Um, I, 
I am loving Monster Matador. Uh, I'm do. loving everything about this. But before we get into the book, just like I have to do with every new creator on here, we got to right. give a little bit of an origin story. All right. Uh, what, what, what point in um, comics really become a, a part in your life? Were you a young reader? Or? Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I was always fascinated by comics. But growing up, I went to a religious school. And uh, they told my parents to keep me away from comics and things really? like that. So I didn't really have as much exposure to it. Okay. Um, but weirdly enough, they, they, they signed me up for like uh, cartooning classes and stuff. Oh. Um, on the weekends. And what I would do, I remember, because I remember my grandfather coming home or, you know, coming over and bringing me comics. And I'd be so excited. And, I would put them in our, you know, we had a, like shelves and a little library. I'd put them there. And then like a couple of days later, they were like disappear, <laughs> you know, they gotcha. were like this, this forbidden fruit. So, um, uh, but it, so it wasn't until I got older, uh, I was like 12 or 13 where I could actually go to the store on my own, uh, where I started getting into it. Uh, um, what, what did I, you find yourself picking up? Uh, well, the first the first one I picked up it was that uh, classic uh, X Men cover. I think it was two fifty one with Wolverine on the cross. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, That's, that uh... and so it was like that era with Mark Silvestri and Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane and right right as right before Image sort of blew onto the scene mm -hmm. and it was just like that was a pretty fun time for uh, for comics. Yes. Uh, oh man, that's good stuff. That's, so, oh, that's some of the best. Um, and then I, I've always, you know, I've always made my own comics, and partially because, like, I didn't have comics to read as a kid, I would do, I would do my own in my notebooks at school. And uh, I remember I got in trouble one time because my mom was like, "What? Why are we like? They, they kept having to buy me notebooks, you know." And at one point, my mom was like, "What are you doing in these notebooks? Because your grades aren't really reflecting <laughs> that you're taking all these notes." And she opened them up and it was all these just, you know, cartoons just to draw whatever, like Nintendo games, the Ninja Turtles, all that stuff. So that's awesome. So, so yeah. you, I mean, you were, you were drawing your own comics as well. Yeah. I, so yeah, I used to draw and then I kind of, as I got older, I focused more on writing. Yeah. And then um, I got back into drawing, gosh, I guess it's 10 years ago now. And that's when I started, that's when I started doing comics again. I used to be in the toy business and um, I was in product development and I would develop toy lines for animation. Uh, so I worked with a lot of like really amazing artists and, and things like that. And, uh, and um, then I, I got uh, the whole thing kind of imploded on the eve that my, my cartoon got uh, was, was set to go into production. Uh, really? And, uh, and then I uh, decided, well, I've, I've got time. So why don't I just start doing comics just to kind of fill time? And I started writing and drawing. I did a, like a comic strip called Unemployant about an unemployed ant. And, uh, and then I did this crazy 200 page science fiction graphic novel. Um, but I, I, I'd had Monster Matador. I'd created it a long, a long while back. And um, I just wasn't ready to do anything with it or I, I didn't like I didn't feel like I was I was good enough to draw it you know and then uh I started drawing it just for myself and I did um 
it started off like very simply, uh, very simple. So, um, and then it became more complex as, as I got better at drawing. And the plan like was always to sort of do a little bit myself and then launch it with an actual artist. But what I wanted to do was um, develop the story and the character through comics, uh, similar in the way where, you know, you read all com old comics, like, you know, like the Claremont X-Men and stuff where they'd start with a concept and it took like 12 issues for everything to really come together. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what I did with Monster Matador. So there's the Monster Matador that I did, which is 12 issues, which is an insane amount of issues to do by yourself. <laughs> And then yeah. there's essentially like the launch of the book, which is what you're reading, which is what you've read, which is uh, Tangle of the Matadors. And that's um, drawn by a far more competent artist, uh, Fabio Alves, who um, your listeners, I'm sure, will know from Banjax and The Jump. So, Ryland, uh, we keep it all in the family. Yeah, man. Uh did you so did Ryland recommend this artist to you or did you find uh, Fabio first and Ryland said, hey, I got some stuff, too? Or how did no, that work? Um, Ryland, Fabio had done Banjax and uh, well, Ryland and I were in a class. We were in a making comics class at Meltdown Comics, and that's how we met. And then we kind of lost touch for almost two years um, because I'd had I'd had kid. And that kind of threw everything for a loop. And he, he got back in touch with me. And, and that's when I started doing uh, Matador again. And, and um, basically, I had finished my whole Matador thing. And I was, I was getting ready to start Tango the Matadors. And um, the original artist I had in mind um, didn't have, wound up not having the time in his schedule. Then I found another artist and that fell through for other reasons. And then I was talking to Ryland and Ryland was like, oh, Fabio just finished up. I think he had just finished up the first issue of The Jump. And he was he was about to start uh, putting out feelers to look for work. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll take him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So so that's how uh, Fabio came on the book. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah. you say originally this was 12 issues as uh, Tango of the Matadors, like a contained story arc within your 12 issues, or did you somehow manage to just condense it all into uh, you know, a more streamlined story or how did that work? Uh, so Tango of the Matadors is a completely new story. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, Tango of the Matadors is basically where those 12 issues leave off. Um, and it's all, but it's also kind of like an introduction. Like if you haven't read those, which most people haven't, you're, you're not going to be lost, you know, um, Tango of the Matadors. Uh, it's, it's essentially the beginning of the book. And um, the way this is structured is um, we're going to go back and we're going to do um, somewhere down the line after a few, a few books, we're going to do something called Monster Matador, the beginning. And that's going to sort of, it's going to be a little graphic novel, a little graphic novella, and it's going to sort of tell, uh, basically tell that story. It'll be like the origin of the monster matador, and it'll be told by a number of different artists. Each gotcha. artist will take a little. Um, so, so you really don't need, you don't need to know anything. All you need to know is that he fights monsters. <laughs> I, I mean, I get that. Uh, I, after reading the first two okay. issues, I mean, not not even for a second did I think, well, I need to know how they got here to yeah, enjoy exactly. it. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. 
it's comics, man. I mean, there's there's yeah. giant crazy bugs that want to kill you and yeah. fighters that are going to stab them. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and we touch and we touch upon it. You'll see as the story goes along. Um, we'll touch upon all those things. There's actually a a, a plan, a long term plan. <laughs> Got it. Um, so and everything will unfold in a way that um, that makes sense. I believe you. I, I definitely believe you. Um, I, no, no, this is a this really is incredible. And you know, I I, I don't even though one and two are out now, two is mm-hmm. still pretty fresh. I don't want to give any spoilers or anything like that. But that cliffhanger at the end, yeah, it's, um, man, there's there's some real moments in here where I immediately. You've given me the opportunity to actually take a peek at issue three. I did, yeah. I'm I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to wait for the Kickstarter. I know I'm going to like it. I mean, you don't need to convince me of anything. Yeah. But I'm going to wait for everybody else um, uh, because this is this is something I, I really, I want to enjoy with everybody else. I don't, oh, good. I'm not going to use my privilege in this sense. <laughs> uh, I, I know it's going to be good. I'm so tempted. I have the file right here in front of me, but I'm, I'm, I'm stuck at two and yeah. Not yeah. a beautiful book. Thank you. Yeah. It, um, it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, and Fabio, uh, I can't wait for everyone to see, issue three because uh fabio and our colorist um alex zeff um she has grown so much over the course of these issues and they've really um come together now as a team you know yeah they're kind of used to each other and uh the the artwork on issue three is just it's 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 blowing uh issue one and two away (laughs) it's kind of no kidding yeah it's it's really amazing what they're doing together wow Um, We've actually started on the next book, on the follow-up book, and uh, they just they keep getting better. So I'm really excited for for people to see to see number three and to see what's coming up. So, um, so you, you you're going Kickstarter again? That's that's why you're on your your, your press tour here. You 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 <laughs> right. were uh, doing um, Kickstarter books before Kickstarter was really cool. Um, yeah. uh, this was this. Uh, I mean you almost kind of set the pace for people uh, you and Ryland and all these people are proving that yes, you can have a successful Kickstarter book. And now it's just kind of becoming the staple for indie creators. Um, uh, I, well, as far as this one, um, are you doing anything different, anything that you've learned from the other two, just for the sake of other indie creators out there aspiring to do this just for, for, for their lessons? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, you know, it's, Kickstarter is tricky. It's tricky getting the message out. It's tricky, like it's tricky um, converting people into uh, supporters and not because they don't want to support the book, but Kickstarter is still a platform where um, uh, people have some hesitancy to. And, and in the past uh, people have been burned by creators. Um, So, um, you know, with our books and I know with Ryland, um, we have our books done before we get to Kickstarter. Right. You know, my, my guarantee to you and to, uh, your listeners and, you know, the people that are supporting the book is that you are going to be getting this book. You know, we're not in a situation where the Kickstarter is going to end. You've paid your money and, oh, you know, our artist is you know, halfway through the book and maybe he'll finish it next year. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, you, you have to build that trust that that's one of the most important things with Kickstarter is building the trust with your audience. 
Um, a lot of times what you see is a lot of the bigger name creators come in, they raise the money, but they don't really start working on the book until their Kickstarter is over. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's okay. You know, that's the, I, it's not, I'm trying, I'm not criticizing that, but um, what happens is that a lot of times the audience gets antsy or, you know, it takes, you know, creating comics is not like an overnight thing, you know, it can take a very long time. Oh yeah. I have Kickstarters. Um, I backed a year and a half ago. I'm still. Yeah. Waiting. So it's tricky. I mean, and look, you know, that's not always something that's possible. Um, but you know, the most important thing is to just communicate with the backers and communicate the people that are supporting you. Um, don't disappear for six months, <laughs> you know, without yeah. a book, without an update, you know, people are forgiving. Um, you know, obviously we're living in a time, you know, uh, where, you know, we've got COVID, we've got, you know, people's lives are, are kind of crazy right now. There are going to be delays on things. So people are, are going to understand that. But if you're not communicating that, they're not going to understand it. Right. You know, no, I think that's, that's um, definitely something real, real important for people yeah. out there to know. Because uh, yeah. I mean, not, not everybody, you know, is able to get the book done right, mm -hmm. right away. Um, right. I mean, yeah. So uh, Definitely important communication because I, I I'm gonna I mean, I'm not gonna call anybody out but I've uh, I'm still waiting like six months uh, a year now with no communication on a book I backed almost two years ago uh, yeah. it's, it's 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 crazy um but I also understand circumstances yeah. and things like that so it is proven you know to your you know we're, we're, we are forgiving yeah and we're also uh, the other thing I was gonna say is also have a plan. Uh, you know, Tangle the Matadors was three issues, mm -hmm. you know, for, for the first miniseries. A lot of times you'll see stuff and they'll say, it'll be six issues. It'll be, but realistically, think about what you can get done and in what time frame you can get it done. Because again, if, you know, a lot of times people will put out issue one and then it's three years or something mm -hmm. till issue two, you know, that's, it's not a way to build an audience. You know, people like uh, Charlie Stickney, you know, with White Ash, he built mm -hmm. his audience because he put how he put out a book, you know, consistently. He put out issue one, he put out issue two, he put out issue three. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people get turned off when you put out issue one, and then there's no issue two. You know, because they're they're you know they're supporting a story. You know, right? Um, so it's and a lot of times I think you know as writers we have these big ideas in our head, we have these big stories in our head. Um, but you need to think of a way of how, how are you going to get that? How are you going to get that to your backers, you know, and don't leave them hanging because it, it hurts the whole platform too. Absolutely. Um, so no, I, I think that's a great point. Uh, it really does hurt the, the, the entire mm -hmm. platform. I mean, if somebody soured on one Kickstarter project, why, why would they want to come back and yeah. back here? So yeah, no, it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I've had it, I've had it told to me personally <laughs> who were like, I, your book looks cool, but I'm not supporting you on Kickstarter. I'll buy it from you after in the store. Wow. Because, because I got burned by so-and-so or whatever. So, oh, man, you know? that's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Um, how do you go about delivering uh, this after, you know, I mean, do you, do you have a, a backstock yourself to be able to, to, you know, get rid of after the Kickstarter? Because, I mean, I, I've always been curious to that. It would um, suck to, you know, you can only get this book within this 30-day period, and if you didn't get it, too bad. Uh, yeah. how, how does that work? I mean, we set, we set um, you know, we over, I mean, I overprinted. I have, I have boxes 
Okay. You, you know, without conventions, but you know, the, the yeah. So um, it's not a kind of thing where we're, where we're printing to order um, because part of it with each campaign, you're hoping to pick up new backers. So you want to have, um, you want to have product for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to go back and print stuff, but I do, I, you know, I know comic collectors and being one myself, you know, we like our first prints and stuff. Yes. Uh, so, um, so, so I, I, ha- I do have, you know, everything that's going out is a first print. Um, if we do a second print, it'll be noted that it's a second print, but right now, um, yeah, I have, I have, I have stock, you know, we, we printed part of the great thing about Kickstarter is because, you know, you're raising money, um, you're raising the money uh, to pay for the book, to print the book is that you have, um, you have the funds to actually, you know, do a bigger print run than you normally would. Right. If you were just kind of printing to order. So that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Um, awesome points here. Uh, I, I have to ask uh, monster matador. Like this isn't uh, it, it's, it's different in a sense because, well, uh, there's not a lot of uh, Spanish-driven books out there, man. There's, there's really not. I think this, yeah. this really shines. Uh, there, there's a lot of Spanish speaking in here, but it, as somebody that took a year and a half of Spanish and did okay, I get. I mean, I, I, I get along just fine in this. I don't feel myself having to go through and, yeah. you know, Google Translate or anything like that. Yeah, it's all yeah. a bunch of phrases we've heard before. If you exactly. sound it out, it'll, you'll yep. recognize it. Oh yeah. You know, it's uh, very well done here. Um, What was the inspiration? You said this was something that you've been working on for a while. So I, first of all, I'm not, I'm not a Spanish speaker. My, I mean, I I took Spanish, I think for a year, you know? So when I do put the Spanish in the book, it is Spanish. That is, I mean, I live in California too. So I think it's part of like, (laughs) but it's, 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 it's intuitive, you know, and it's meant to be intuitive to where if you're reading it, you know, you're not, you're not going to get lost. Um, but, uh, the, the, the secret origin is that, (laughs) um, I was high and I was, uh, sketching and I kind of got it in my head that I was going to create a character that was iconic or something, you know? Mm, Okay. And, uh, I had delusions of grandeur, I guess, in the moment. And, uh, I, I've always, uh, enjoyed the iconography of the matador. And there's a, a Peter Sellers film that I'm kind of obsessed with called The Bobo, uh, in, in which he plays uh, a matador, a singing matador. And uh, I just started drawing this character and, and it, the name just popped into my head, Monster Matador. Uh, and, and that's kind of <laughs> where it came from. I mean, fucking, why not? That's that's why not, that's right? What, yeah. Well, that's what weed's for, for one. <laughs> right. I, mean, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even smoke anymore. But sometimes I'm like, you know, if it, that's what happens, you know. Uh, uh, hey, uh, I'll, but, I'll take that. That that that's incredible. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's the first time anyone's actually said, "Well, I was high," and <laughs> um, and I've done a lot of these, so uh, yeah. that, 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 that's amazing. But I tell you what, this is probably one of the best stoner ideas I've I've ever seen. <laughs> right. Um, when you say creating something iconic. The, the only reason I think this yeah. this character is not at uh, on everybody's top of the, oh, well, what about this guy as far as Spanish yeah, yeah, representation yeah, yeah. is because yeah. we haven't seen the third issue yet. Yeah, we want to yeah. see how it plays out with him. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and, you know, well, you know, it also launched during, you know, lockdown. So we haven't been able to get out to conventions and things like that. So, right. I mean, I, iconic, I say that, you know, it's like delusions of grandeur, but it's it's the kind of thing where, it's a character that's kind of um, 
uh, um, oh my God, I can't even think right now. Like it's, it, he's kind of, um, he, you know, he, he's, he, he's a very like basic character at his core. You know what I mean? It's a matador, right. you know? Right. Um, a family man. He's a family man. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. but at the same time, he's a, he's a fucking badass. He's a bad, I mean, yeah, he's a badass. Uh, he, the, just, there's not, not for a second do you doubt him ever. Uh, right. It's, it, he's, I really do see this guy um, just shining in the Hispanic community once this actually gets out there to the masses and you can get out to the conventions yeah. and hand out these books. I, I do think you have, I, I don't think, I, I really, yeah. I'm certain, Stephen, I, I am, yeah. I love this. Yeah. Uh, I, I could, I could picture the audience for it. And it's not like you have to be Spanish to enjoy it. I'm as pasty as it comes, man. This is my <laughs> So am I. <laughs> so it's uh my my ex who I was I was with when I created it is uh half uh Mexican and half Navajo. But she, she we we would, you know, go down to Mexico a lot. Um but she, she was the one who kind of encouraged me to just kind of like uh you know, actually draw it do a comic of it and whatnot um uh so it was uh, you know but we never we never got a chance to go to an actual bullfight we'd always yeah. meant to but all right never all happened. right well i gotta say it doesn't feel like it's a white guy writing this um i, I mean it, <laughs> i don't know i don't know what that means yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh it, it doesn't it doesn't feel uh you know uh, ham-fisted it, it, it's it's not cheesy in any way shape or form there is actually a point like uh, the name Stephen prince i'm like all right probably a white yeah, guy and i start yeah, reading yeah. this and i'm like wait a second is this guy is this Spanish? <laughs> because yeah. it, it, it feels authentic it really yeah. does so um to know that you had an authentic um you know spanish-speaking help writing this uh, that, yeah. that that shows for sure um yeah. this is this is beautiful man um i i really I can't say enough when it comes to this. It's got everything that I want in a comic. Um, the, the action in here. What Fabio does is absolutely incredible. Uh, the, yeah. the action is so on point. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, Ryland, we all read each other's stuff. So um, now that, you know, Ryland is one of, uh, you know, that's what he does for a living is right now. <laughs> action movies <laughs> and things like that so i'm always like man if i'm sending ryland a script like an action script you know mm -hmm. it's got to be it's got to be good you know so it's got so so we definitely push it um push it on that on that uh in that regard i, I well it, it it shows and um it man this this really is beautiful All the the emotion everything about it i uh, I, I'm in love with this book. Uh, I, uh, when when Ryland mentioned it to me, I was like, "Monster Matador." That sounds like a fun little kids' tale. Mm -hmm. And then I look at it, I was like, "Oh man, this is badass. This is yeah. this is metal. This is yeah. in insane. This is exactly a, a book for me." Mm -hmm. um, I I know this book. You are gonna have no issues on this Kickstarter. I know that. Uh, yeah. wh wh when does this launch now? April fifth. April fifth. Right on. Right on. And it's a 30 day campaign, 30 day campaign. And uh, we've got a very cool, um, we had it last time. We've got some left uh, glow in the dark print that was printed by uh, Nakatomi print labs. Mm -hmm. um, and we've actually have some original art from Fabio this time around. Um, Fabio oh, draws the book digitally, uh, but he'd made these uh, 
pretty cool. I think there's six by eight drawings of the Matador and um, uh, those will be available. And um, he did, he, he did one that was, <laughs> was so good. I'm like, um, I'm like, I need to, I need to send you a contract because I need to use this one as a cover for something. <laughs> Ah man, I, I I'm excited to see all this. I'm excited to see the the, the campaign page when it yeah. when it launches. Um, yeah. Well, with, with Fabio, I guess he's he's Spanish speaking, right? Uh, he's, he, he's Brazilian. He's Portuguese. Brazilian. Okay. Yeah. Portuguese. Uh, all right. Portuguese speaks Portuguese. Uh, Alex is uh, Mexican. Alex is from Mexico. Okay. She lives in Mexico City. It's great because I've gotten to work with her. Uh, Puis Calzada is another uh, Mexican artist that um, he did a cover for us last time. And um, I have two, uh, let me see, Carlos Dirmas, who did a cover for us this time is from Argentina and Sam Vargas from Bolivia. And what's really, what's really awesome uh, is that, you know, I'll hire them to do covers and they get so into it. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, a matador, like for, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's really cool to see just like how passionate they get about it. Um, and the level of detail they put in these drawings, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking at these, uh, <laughs> variant covers here and good Lord. I mean, you, you, there, there's definitely some love in these. Yeah. There's, so it's, it's cool. Yeah. And, and Fabio, Fabio was like, Fabio was funny. He started like he, so my drawing style is a little more cartoony and, yeah that was kind of like you know the book was a little different and then when fabio came on like you know like you said the book just became metal you know mm -hmm. and it kept it kind of found its its uh its its look its voice you know whatever it's just it's just like fabio is just perfect for it and uh the funny thing is fabio uh started drawing him with his hair just like this long flowing hair <laughs> so you've got these yeah you've got these panels where the matador is just standing and he's posing it's like a romance he's got his hair mm. is flowing and i'm like man women are gonna love this guy you know <laughs> so i've got i've been in the next in the in the series after in the book that comes out after this i had to i had to figure out a way to have him without his shirt on for a couple scenes oh man look at you <laughs> figuring it out yeah. diversifying your audience and then, and then fabio's like well i don't want to draw him with the cap because i just want to draw his hair flowing so we're like oh <laughs> uh. So, so, so we're gonna see, you're gonna see a lot of that. I think. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. You you might have convinced me to just say screw it and take the peek. I might have to just look. Uh, the, uh, I'm so excited for the third. Oh issue. no, no, the, the shirt off is not on the third. Oh no, oh, it is. no. Yeah, no, it is actually. Yeah, we did fit. Okay. We did get. I did get a scene in there, and then in the book after this, there's there's a, a an extended oh. sequence. Oh man, <laughs> this is brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. So I can't of, wait. Yeah, yeah. Go so, ahead. So you know what happens at the end of issue issue mm -hmm. two, and as a result of that, that's kind of where the shirt coming off came from. If that makes sense. Oh, okay. No, that make that makes sense. It's not just uh, you know. A... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not just it's like hey, let's get a shirt off. You know? Hulkamania had, type of. Yeah, had to figure out a story, you know. Okay. Hey, that makes sense. Uh, it, it just it's testament to you know your your ability to write. Yeah. You, you didn't just shoehorn it in there okay we we want we want some women to want to get in on this right, so let's yeah. uh <laughs> rip his shirt off in the most sensual no 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 it may, this is good writing man it, it yeah. really is i'm going on and about on and on about the art but 
the, the story is just as compelling. I am a hundred percent drawn to every single character in here. Uh, I, I love it. Even, even the shitheads, even the shitheads in here. I'm, I, I love it. You, you, I, I can't talk too much on it without giving it away, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, hard. it's hard. I know I've ever, when I was setting up the page and stuff, when I talk about, it, I'm like trying to think about, well, how much do I actually give away, you know, mm-hmm. so what do yeah. I do? but um, uh, it so works instead, well. yeah, instead of doing a full preview of the third issue, like we usually do in the Kickstarter, we're just going to do, just going to show you little, little peaks of it. I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I really think that's the best form of advertisement too. Mm-hmm. I hate it when we get all the good stuff in the, you know, yeah, in the previews and then the rest is like, okay, well now how, this is how we got to that good stuff. Right. So yeah, no, I, I think, I think that that technique is going to be just fine, especially for the people that have already read it too. We mm-hmm. don't want to have it spoiled. Yeah. You don't want us. it spoiled. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Steven, I, I know that you're a, a little pressed for time. I This has been an absolute pleasure. I, I am so happy to finally have taken the time to do this. Um, I, I, I really do love this book. I know that you haven't had the convention scene out there for everybody to line up and tell you face-to-face, but that, that day's coming here very soon. I look forward to that. Um, uh, but in the meantime, I'm here to tell you, people are going to love this and... Uh, congratulations on everything you've done and what you have coming to you. This has cool. been awesome. I really, you, I'm going to have all of the descriptions and the, the, you know, the links and everything and the show notes as to where you could find monster matador. Um, is there any place right now where you have the first two issues still available? Um, you can grab them on, you go to monstermatador.com and, um, there's a shop set up there nice. and, um, or you can just wait for the Kickstarter and, and get them all there. So we'll, probably you know, we'll even have... sign too, because you were you actually took the time to sign mine. Yeah, I it. sign them. I, I think I, th- I I well I did. I threw in a little sketch for everybody, and yeah, um, uh, yeah and we'll have we have some cool uh, re- um, bonuses that we'll do for uh, for backers again, prints and um, things of that sort. Yeah, you did something really, really badass. I don't have my camera on right now, otherwise you'd be able to see, but I actually have one of your uh, um, bonus uh, backer things from the, the Banjax exclusive cover. Uh, oh, that was, yeah. yeah, that was um, Jason Bennett over at Pop Cult HQ. I've, I've, I pick this book up every time it crosses my, uh, my, my feet. I love this cover so much. Um, the, 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 first, the first copy I have of this came from your kickstarter and then okay. i went and I, I picked up more from uh pop uh, what was it um a pop cult yeah pop cult yeah that's right yeah. and then and i think i think i have another one from another something i don't he, know i love this cover though he so did I, uh weekend at bernie's that's right yeah for, yeah uh, Aber, for aberrant which is yeah ryland is the king of those uh <laughs> of uh 80s 80s uh homage covers well, and that's that's I, I collect homage and swipe covers, so it's he he just okay. he's playing my fiddle, man. This is perfect, and he, yeah. he's using ah getting this stuff through Monster Matador as well. I'm I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that it works out to where we get like a jump, uh, exclusive cover that could be purchased somehow through Monster. I don't know <laughs> if the timing's gonna work out right. It might have to be the other way around, but he's, I'm, he's I'm running, liking the way he, he's running it. Uh, number two. Mm-hmm. 
is uh, we're going to come out, I think, a week or two after he launches. Um, but I, I, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give Ryan a plug since he always gives me one. Uh, I, have read the issue. I just, um, actually just cut together his video. So I've, I've seen the whole issue. I've read the whole issue. It's, it's brilliant. Um, if you read issue one, if you haven't read issue one, issue two is, it just, it just carries the same, uh, the same, uh, uh, level of quality and, uh, Fabio and, uh, the colorist on this one, Edson, uh, Ferreira are doing, uh, incredible work on this book. It's it is it is eye candy. It, it, issue one was absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah, um, and it, issue two is is just it's 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 brilliant. I mean, it. The nice thing, you know, like I said with Fabio, is that he just keeps getting better and better. He keeps pushing himself. He keeps. Uh, he's doing so. Our follow up to uh, Monster Matador Tangle the Matadors. Um, he he's he's he's. It's got a heavy Bill Sienkiewicz influence to it, um, and wow. it's it's yeah it's it's gonna be he's people it's weird like people uh, don't really know who he is yet and I think we're really lucky <laughs> Ryland and I <laughs> about that but at some point someone's gonna notice and go oh, wait a minute <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean I know I good uh it really is just a matter of time. I know. Yeah. I think Edson, uh, the colorist uh, on Jump and Banjax, Banjax uh, he got yeah, yeah uh, uh, Ringo, I believe, um, or at least nominated. He's got no- and, and Fabio got nominated for uh, Banjax for I think cover art. That's right. That's yeah. right. So I mean, they're they're this close. They're yeah. this close. They're yeah. they're in people's mouths. It just needs to be said now. Right. Um. Hey. Stephen, I thank you so much for all of the time uh, that you've taken with me. I thank you for creating Monster Matador. Uh, you give me some more to look forward to, even more to look forward to uh, in a vast, vast uh, sea of, well, just media. But this is, this once again, the cream rising to the crop. Uh, Ryland isn't just... Is uh, you know shouting this name from the, the the peaks because he's a friend of yours is he's he's promoting quality work is what he's doing so know that um hey once again thank you uh I'll uh if there's anything you need from Cheers to Comics you you know you know where to find us man Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hello i'm anthony and I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch.
All right, there you go, people. Uh, bonus episode for you, you know. And uh, I'm I'm not gonna slow down on creating content for the sake of uh, scheduling. I'm I'm booked. Uh, I've got five episode or five interviews scheduled for next week alone. To give you folks any indication of the amount of uh, <laughs> uh, inquiries that I get. So I'm working on it, people. I'm working on it, and you know I'm I'm I'm. I'm so happy that I actually had the opportunity to talk to Stephen Prince. Uh, it's it, uh, I wish I would have had the idea a lot sooner in his campaign. That's for damn sure. It's kind of the one of the problems of being a uh, a one man show. <laughs> I don't have anybody to give me any ideas. But alas, it happened, and still with some time on the clock. I I hope you enjoyed this interview. I really enjoyed talking to Stephen. I really did. Um, remember to uh, head on over to Kickstarter, back Monster Matador, one through three right now. And uh, after you do that, while you're on the internet, head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate this show five stars. Uh, I only allow five star ratings. You'll 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 see once you get there. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how else could you support? I don't know. Just keep. Telling friends and stuff, you know. Uh, there's there's much more content. Oh, you can head on over to YouTube. I appreciate any listeners. Head on over to YouTube. All new content over there. I do unboxings. Uh, I do um, uh, 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 speculations from the the, the polls. I, I I put out content, man. Head on over to YouTube. Do that. Um, that's it. That's it. Stephen Prince has been my dude. This has been episode three hundred eight. Uh, another creator has been cornered. Thank you so much for tuning it in. Remember, I command that you, sh- that you stay safe and read responsibly. You think after 308 episodes of saying the same goddamn thing, I'd get it right. <sighs> Cheers, fuckers. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Good morning. Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. Check out The Real Brains with Brian Wayne. Remember, stay sane.